It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. Instead, Mike Babchick and his friends are taking you on a trip through the week that was on Mad Dog Sports Radio. They're discussing the biggest stories with the hottest takes from the channel. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchick's Morning After. after. Now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchick. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's Best commentary of the week. All the gold on the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz has been non-existent. The show critically crapped on the show. That will be the reason when I'm eventually fired. It will be because of Morning After as Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, and Jared Moore, the producer of Morning After. Not sure what else he does. It might be nothing else. And if that's the case, how did he get away with that one? But we got you covered this hour. We all know Eddie has been guzzling down the programming all week long. It's oh, my guys. God. It never stops. Never oh, he, stops. Li- he listens. He listens 24-7. You're a little hungover on this early morning, but I got the perfect cure. It's not more cowbell. It's say it with me, boys. More clips. More clips. This is what you say it with me. I'm not Go chanting. I'm done chanting. More, no, more clips. Jared, Jared more clips. did it. Look at Jared, man. He's stepping up. Let's go. All right, you allow me the <laughs> lovable loser from Morning Man, the guy you know and know, guide you through the week that was on Channel 82. That's right. They gave us a weekend show. What the hell were they thinking? But I'll tell you, a lot of great things are happening right here on this channel, and we're covering it all. And Mad Dog Chris Russo, we always like to start with the doggy because you know what? His name is on the channel. It's For not now. Steve For Tor- now. For now. For now. It's not Pepsi Steve Tory. Right. It's not Steve Tory Radio. It's not Pat McAfee Radio. For now. It's Mad Dog <laughs> Radio. So Doggy was all over the NFL and, of course, the serious issues of COVID-19 affecting a lot of teams, especially the Tennessee Titans. Are they going to be able to get an entire season in? The doggy looked at some scheduling possibilities because he always gets an erection for a schedule. Oh, loves a schedule. He loves a good schedule. So how do they get there? Here's the doggy on Unleashed. What you could do is you could move the last week of the regular season to January 10th. And you can play the makeup games (laughs) on January 3rd. And if they wanted to bypass the week in between championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, uh, that day that's good. The game will be better. Uh, and you know, and nobody's going to be flat. they would be raring to the go. They'll be in rhythm the whole nine yards. And, and there's no reason to go You think serious is sending nine billion people? You think Steve Torrey is going to sit around and drink beer for a week? Oh, no. And you know, go to parties and act like he's busy? Uh, you know, no way. Not <laughs> a chance. Style. Steve Cohen? What do you, you think he's going to, you know, the, the serious XM is going to send all their the folks bulldog. down to uh, you know, Andy Fitzpatrick, who's half in a bag all week. They're going to send half their bag. people down to, and this year it's in Tampa, nice weather, and they're going to send them down here to Tampa, Florida to sit around and fart all week uh, and, and not work. <laughs> and they're not doing that when they're not making any money and there's no fans. So nobody's going. Uh, you no. know, I'm going because I got Tim at Tampa, so I'm going to do a show somewhere oh, in Tampa that week. News. I don't care. Oh, he'll go. I'm gonna go. I'm Venus, I've been there come. since 1990. Chris Russo will be in Tampa some way, somehow. Wow. I'll do the games in the Tampa Spartan basketball gym if I have to. But I will be. I got my son there. 
I, I will go. But the Steve Torres of the world who gets up at 9.30, has his coffee <laughs> and a donut, and then goes to see all these stupid bands to 2 o'clock in the morning with Babchek and is half in a bag every single night. Those days are over for Steve. He is not dead. And that's all he's done. You think Steve was there when Antonio Brown blew us off five straight days? Oh, did he? No. He oh, didn't still hasn't Steve goes to drink and party that. and get away from Lauren. That's the only reason he goes. Nobody but nobody is going to that Super Bowl on a serious dime. And, and I don't blame them. Uh, they just spent $240 million on Stern and McAfee. I Whoa, mean, they very they well did. can't uh, spend another $5 million on Steve's coffee breaks. I mean, so and you should see Steve's expense account at these Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I take everybody out to dinner at the Super Bowl. And you know what they all do? Last year, we got out to dinner at Joe Stone's Crab. We had a great <laughs> 22 guys, <laughs> right? lovely wife, Joe Buck and Aikman came by. We had a great time. And you know what Steve did? Steve took the tip that I gave the waitress, you know, in the bill, and he took it, made a copy of it, and expensed it. Oh, wow. Oh, the tip was, breaking you know, was news. a $5,000 dinner. You tip 20%, you know, it's 1000 bucks. Cheap 20%. And so Steve took it. Come on, dog. And he expensed it to the company. And they don't check. They got a million people at these games. I mean, they got a hotel room. <laughs> I was shocked. I said, Steve, really? I mean, I'll give you the $1,000. Oh, my God. No, no? I, gotta, I want to expense it. Screw them. They make me go to Miami. And I got to sit there and, uh, and and walk to the set every day with Babchek. Uh, there's no way I'm not getting the money. <laughs> <laughs> How about the doggy there, man? Having some oh, half in the bag there. I don't know if I was walking with Steve Torrey. We were expensing Ubers. What are you talking about? Lying around farting all week in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah, all week long. One time Jared Moore, the producer of this fine program, expensed a $1 Uber. That's a big story. That was going on. <laughs> that That's right. True. I did. No, $1, $1.50 <laughs> Uber. He took it to the sandwich shop down the block, I think. <laughs> What happened with that? It was during a blizzard. It was a hotel right across the street from the Mall of America at that Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Yeah, it was a $1.50 Uber. And he left a big $1,000 tip he left. And then Tori grabbed the the receipt there. Just a tip. And grabbed the receipt there. And then he expensed the whole thing. But only dog could be talking about Corona and the scheduling details. And then all of a sudden, his sights get set on Tori somehow. Right, he takes Amazing. a sharp right-hand turn to Steve Torrey, Radio Row, and how let's now focus on ruining Steve's winter. Yeah, but we're talking about a beloved topic of Mad Dog, the schedule. And Love you know, schedule. obviously, he's not happy. Nobody is with Corona, but it's like, all right, Corona sucks. But wait a minute, now you got postponements left and right. You got games being rescheduled. You got bye weeks being moved. You got places where do you play? Maybe there's a bubble. What do you do with the Super Bowl? You move it back a week. This is all stuff that Dog loves, right? Eddie? I mean, he loves loves it. Talking about a schedule. This is a wet dream for him. Laying there at night in bed. Thinking about scheduling issues. Think about how you can- that sentence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and canceling bye weeks and moving teams <laughs> and figuring up flight plans and how do we get from A to B. He loves it. No, Jeannie and Chris are in bed. Oh, they're going to move it from week four to week five. This is going to be amazing. Oh, my God. Next, you know, he's humping a lamp. Wake up, Christopher. Wow, I was thinking about this. So now Doggy has to uh, change his shorts because of the Tennessee Titans. And, I mean, my God, can they just follow the rules so we can get some football going? But if we're going to blame the Titans, Eddie, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to blame the Patriots. Yes, because they're to blame for everything. And they had a quarterback that had COVID, but yet they still flew. And it's not like, you know, the NFL could tell them what to do. So this is all on the Patriots, right? It's all on them. They flew to Kansas City. They played the game. They allowed everyone to, you know, hug and talk to Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes gets it, that's on the Patriots. And they knew Gilmore had gone out to dinner with Cam Newton. 
Yeah, exactly. You see <laughs> Another what's cover up here? by the Pats. Oh, my gosh. And think about it. Mike Vrabel, he's the Tennessee Titans head coach. He used to be in New England. Boom. Perfect. New England's to blame. So if we're going <laughs> to start punishing Always. the Titans, let's start punishing the Pats. And look at that. Look who just showed up. It's Dustin Sweetelson. A little late, Dustin, uh, to the morning after party there. But you just heard Dog's clip on uh, Radio Row. Did you enjoy it? And where the hell were you? I-, I enjoyed that clip as much as you two enjoyed Radio Row last year. Wasn't there a little bit of drama in a restroom between you two? <laughs> well, I mean, with the Chainsmokers concert was going on. Everything was fantastic. We're having oh, the time for a lot. Last great moment of 2020. Yeah, it might have been. Dustin, see, that's where it's really about. It's not about all the hard work. Yeah. As Dog was saying, you're half in the bag with Tori. And so, yeah, we went to the concert. And during that final song, that's the only song I wanted to hear, the only good song they really have. <laughs> I had to, of course, pee. I run to the bathroom as quick as possible. All of a sudden, I hear laughing while I'm at the urinal. And there's Eddie Erickson filming me while peeing. So he filmed my penis. I mean, is that what I need? <laughs> Did you send that video to your wife? That was my big concern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I want to see. Look, like, I want to share that with anyone. I don't want her. I don't want her to see me like that. But I had a great stream. <laughs> the only real moment I've ever seen from you in my life. What you would give right now to have Eddie Erickson follow you into a exactly. public exactly. You would give up everything. Ah, uh, you might be right. I'd give up my marriage and my wife just to have Eddie Erickson film me again while peeing. <laughs> I think Eddie gave you a great idea. In the pandemic, you got to be creative. I think that's the first video you put up when you launched the Bab Chick Only Fans account. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got one of those. It's all now, about the stream. Would anybody subscribe? I mean, I know I know Dustin will. I feel like Dustin's compelled to just about join as many OnlyFans sites as he can. So maybe he'd be a part of that. But I think that's a great idea, Dustin. We got to start that up. You could be my cameraman and my fluffer. I'm in. We could play virtual swords through Zoom. I love that. Dustin, as the producer of The Rap with Patrick Wow, you do have a new time slot now, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. Has your life improved at all? Because I know that was one of your big things was like, hey, I work too late at night to have a life. I think you just don't have a life. Has it changed at all now that your show ends an hour earlier? Well, I'm really appreciative because they gave us the opportunity to move up and for me to have a (laughs) life in the only period in civilization where it's impossible to have a life. (laughs) (laughs) Now what's the point? Perfect. (laughs) You can do the show at any time now. I mean, you're never going to leave your house. Keep using that as an excuse for why, you know, you don't get laid and you don't have a wife. Now, Pat McAfee, he brought it up on the Pat McAfee show on Mad Dog Radio. (laughs) As McAfee talked about the idea of playing in a bubble, you can hear McAfee noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on Channel 82. A lot of people are mentioning that a bubble should happen, and that's a lot of humans. If they're to do a bubble in the NFL, the amount of people, equipment, staff, training staff and the amount of players and coaches there's like 24 player coaches on some staff there's 53 players there's another what 15 practice squad a lot of men. that would have to be a massive bubble Close i mean quarters. this bubble you need multiple fields for people to practice on i mean there is so much that would have to happen if they were to bubble and it sounds like the players are going to be nowhere near okaying it but i don't think you're going to get a lot of coaches and front office people that are like yeah we'll practice on the same field that everybody else is practicing on too and all this it just the bubble seems like just from a logistics standpoint will not work there's pat mcafee the pat mcafee showing the bubble i mean the guy is onto something is he not he's 100 percent right are there any more secretive people than nfl head coaches you think they're going to share practice facilities with other teams (laughs) could you imagine belichick sharing a facility with other teams he'd be hiding under the bleachers with a camera (laughs) 
<laughs> Vic Belichick. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. There's a guy who's uh, mowing the lawn here on the field. I, wait, why would they come now? Wait a minute. That's Bill Belichick, <laughs> man. No, nah, it would never work. It would never oh, work. Oh, God. They, they're right. too distrustful. He's going to take everything. He steals everything anyway. It's never going to work in a bubble. Never going to work. Not with the New England Patriots. Oh, I like this theme here. Keep on ripping on the Patriots. Dustin right. Sweetelson, are you on board with the bubble idea, or is your mind going elsewhere? Well, here's <laughs> what I want to know, Babs. If Sirius XM was bubbles, each channel was their own separate bubble. Which bubble would you want to be secluded in? Oh, I like that. Okay. So That's the whole good. channel, I'm in a bubble for months. Uh, Vivid Radio. Do we still have that? I, I was just about that. to look that up. <laughs> I had to look that up. Somebody Google that. If we still have that, then yeah. I mean, then I'm in a bubble in Christy Canyon, one of my heroes. And I know they say you never want to meet your heroes, but I already met her at a porn convention. She's fantastic. She's you know, literally the, the canyon of heroes. God, she's got probably the best boobs <laughs> in the business. When you think natural, you know, I don't care natural or fake. Me and Eddie Erickson talked about that this week, along with should Trevor Lawrence start with the Jets. That conversation <laughs> I didn't retain. But the best boobs, Eddie was like, well, you know, I don't like him fake. You know, I hate him. I hate like him. I, Eddie, I don't want to know Eddie. from fake. Well, Eddie, when was the last time you felt fake boobs? It was 1998 and it was a Russian <laughs> dancer at scores. Eddie, think about the old school computer, how gigantic it was. Now think about you're holding a phone and you can get on the internet. That's the similarity right there. They used no, to put rocks. No, no. They were rocks. It's like saying I hate cell phones in 1998. You don't know. Boob jobs have come as far as cell phones have come? Yes. Yeah. Try them in 2020. I, think I don't like them. Oh, yeah, like the rippling. The rippling. You don't see it unless you're completely bent over and she's opening a pickle jar. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't see that rippling anymore. Great advancements. <laughs> boobs. What about you, Eddie Erickson? You just want to be in a bubble with the sports operations guys? No, God, no. Ops. I'll tell you, I'd like to be in a bubble with the Stern Show. Maybe so. if Howard's there. Well, if Howard's got to be there, I don't want to just be with the rest of them. Okay, good. I thought you were you and medicated Pete walking down the hall together. <laughs> no! <laughs> Hanging out. I mean, that would be a little odd. No, I want to be with the actual staff of the Stern Show, oh, not okay. the uh, whack pack. No, that's fine. You and Jason, you know, fighting over the last drumstick. Last uh, we, can have, we can have that. Now, what about you, Dustin? Well, since we're in a pandemic and it's the end of the world, and in order for me to survive, I'm going to need a lot of assistance, I'd go doctor's radio. Okay, yeah, Dr. Radio. And the first thing they'll do is get on a diet, which, you know, I guess you're on. So sorry about that for not noticing. <laughs> It'd be great. Dustin picks Dr. Radio and then he gets rejected. They say, no, thank you. No, we don't need you. We don't need you. You don't, you don't, you don't make this look right. Now, Morning Man with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchick. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. We make Mad Dog Sports Radio look great every single day. Now, Evan Cohen is a big-time Patriot fan. He's also a big-time Miami Heat fan. And obviously, the NBA Finals oh, uh, really? were this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were? As, oh, yeah. Oh, that's and, right. Oh, yeah. That's and, right. LeBron James did something before game number four when the Lakers were up two games to one that caught our attention as he sent a text message to all his teammates. And that's what we talked about on Morning Man with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchek. LeBron, I guess, in a pregame text message to everybody on his team said it was a must win. He's out there saying, you know, this is one of the most important games of my career. I I'm just going to say it right now. I, I literally don't believe him. I think it's just blatant lies. Like, that was not one of the most important games of your career. And I'm a Heat fan. Like that wasn't that wasn't even probably in a top ten one of the most important games of your career. It's just ridiculous to even like I put this out there. He's trying, I, he's to, trying to psych the himself up yeah. and get out of exactly. there as quickly as I understand. He wants the title. He wants his fourth. He wants, he wants the Lakers seventeenth. He wants to keep that focus on. He doesn't want to dilly dally. I get it. I'm just shocked that he has every single teammate's phone number. I bet you there was at least one teammate that he left off that text message. I guarantee it. I hope somebody finds it out sooner or later. There's no way he has every single teammate's phone number. There's got to be somebody on the bench 
way down. Where he's like, oh, geez, I forgot to put that guy in it. Or that guy's like, I knew I wouldn't be in it. No, Somebody but it's, was it's, Which off. phone number is this for LeBron? Is this one that only has outgoing? In other words, has anyone ever texted LeBron on that number where he responded? Could Devontae Cock, whoever the hell that is on this team, could he be like, yo, um, I'm heading down to, um, to grab lunch. You want to go? Like, there's no way that could happen, right? No. No, absolutely not. And he'd be like, who the hell are you? Or it's just for the bubble, and, and then, like, yeah, somebody, hey, load everybody's uh, number on it just in case they need to send a mass text. But then there's somebody that he forgot. It's, it's under the group Lakers or team or text to try to motivate the team, and then somebody leaks it so then it gets out there so I look like a true leader group. And so then he'll, and he'll send a big mass text. You know, so that's probably what it's labeled. You could chat. get that as, like, a GIF or an emoji that, like, is a drop-down on his phone. Yeah. Where are the look-like-a-leader texts? Okay, look here's like a one. Leader Let's text. do this. Yep. Yep. Make sure yep, it's in good. writing. Make sure it's in writing, text message, <laughs> and then someone leaks it to the press group. And so then he, said, he sends that to <laughs> And then he sends it to everyone in the chat. And then, oh, yeah, he's the true leader. The text message leader. Uh, <laughs> that's a new one. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. Ah, there you go. Morning, man, whatever the babs. 69 right oh, there. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah, you're into that LeBron thing? I Send love it. LeBron he's, the motivator. He's well, trying to he's, fire him up. Got a must win. The same thing I do to you guys before morning after. Let's always. go. We yeah, got this. Go. Always. I'm going to carry these, you guys to finish line. Let's I go. Get these fake-ass text messages full of enthusiasm. Let's go. Yeah. Bab, you just want to run through a brick wall, but not for the reasons you're faking. No, you just, just run and then not make it to the other side. Right, now, I, I'm running to be concussed and not have to do the show anymore. I will put you in the blue tent. I tried to do the same thing once with the sports ops guys. I wanted to get them all fired up for a big day of tech issues. I sent them all a group text, and uh, Pepitone told me I should have called the hotline, so that backfired. Ah. Oh. oh, there it is, Inside Eddie. You're going to get Inside Eddie at least once here during the morning only, after. Only, only two people will get that joke. Eddie goes way Inside on Inside Eddie on Morning After. We're getting that sponsored soon enough. So there's a sports op thing. I got to try that with the wife. Get her going a little bit and be like, tonight's the night. It's a must in. That's what it is. I'm going in. It's a must in. No must win. It's a must in. If I don't get it tonight, we're done. I'm going to try that later on today. And yes, there is a player in the Lakers uh, named Devante Kakak. So there's that. You got to be careful, too, with these, like, group text messages because either you leave somebody out, which I think LeBron did, or you just send it to the wrong person. Like, Dustin, have you ever accidentally sent a porn link text to your grandma? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thanks for making me feel awkward. Well, then let's go to your guy, Patrick Mawa on The Wrap, weeknight, 7 p to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Another big story off the field was the firing of Bill O'Brien from the Houston Texans. Texans are 0-4. Bill O'Brien takes the blame, as he should. And Patrick, as Dougie would say, Mawa was all over the big firing. So here's Billy O.B. talking about... <laughs> Making the best decisions he could as a general manager. We had a lot of great conversations that went into these decisions, a lot of research. Research? (laughs) Research? Were you studying for the SATs? And then you did research? Like, what? Were you trying? Were you trying to pass the bar, and then just decided to trade DeAndre Hopkins? Like, what research were you looking up? Honest question for Bill O'Brien: What goes into research as far as DeAndre Hopkins? Receptions, yardage, touchdowns. He used the word research. That was a buzzword to make it seem like they did their investigating. But I let you know that if you just kind of suss it out, they didn't do research. Suss it out. He's a hothead. What's and suss he didn't me? like DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. Here's how messy it's gotten in Houston. The former team chaplain. Excuse me? 
Yes. Right. The former team chaplain of the New England Patriots is now the interim general manager of the Houston Texans. <laughs> now, whether you're God-fearing or not, I think we can all agree that Pope Francis shouldn't be running the Texans. <laughs> you know, I think that is something, obviously, we all agree on. And Bill O'Brien should have been canned. And, I, of course, if there was going to be a team chaplain that's running a football team, what team would he be from? The Patriots. Of course. I mean, obviously. Of course. Whoever blessed Tom Brady. No, no, because it's Tom <laughs> Brady, man. Whoever blessed Tom Brady's balls there that, are, you know, are a little deflated. You know, obviously he's eventually going to be running a franchise. You got to suss it out, man. Dustin Sweetelson, the producer of the rap. There's got to be times when Patrick says a word where you go, geez, what's that? And Google it. Uh, it happens probably three times a show. And I usually end up learning that word to a degree. I don't totally know how to use the words. <laughs> Then I end Look up. Give me an example. I can't remember what it is. It's very early for me on the West Coast. I said it and I stopped myself because I said, "Hey, what does that word mean? I've heard you use it before, but I know I don't know what it means, and I think I used it right." And he was like, "That's not what it means." Ah, uh, the best is when dog does it and he tries to say a word that isn't even a big word, like this. The great ones have the ability to compartment to compartmentalize. How you pronounce the word? To put it in a little compartment. <laughs> Hey, let's suss this out. So Bill O'Brien probably got too much on his hands, right? You can't be the general manager and the head coach. It's a lot like being the chef and the waiter. You can't be both. No, you can't be both. You got to pick one or the other, and he wasn't good at either one. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're going to shop for the groceries, then you can't cook the dinner or something like that. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some Bill Parcells oh, knowledge some, for you. Yeah, there's some wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry there. But, I, you know, you could be the porn star and the director. You could be the porn star and the cameraman. So in some fields, it does work. Yes. But in the NFL, I think it's just too much. Any other ones, Eddie, that uh, maybe just would never work? I mean, like for us, you don't want to be the PD and a host. That right. never that never goes well. Right. That never goes well. Uh, wait, 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 well, wait a second. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. uh, hello there, Stephen. What are you talking about? Uh, Eddie, sa Eddie said it. It wasn't me. It wasn't, it wasn't me. Yes, Michael, this morning I caught what you had to say about me on your dopey show. <laughs> All right, a lot Bentley? more to get to. Bentley. He's walking Bentley. He's listening to the show while walking Bentley. A lot more to get to right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After As. We're going to hear from Doggy on his new favorite team. We got ourselves some Mad Dog Daily and why I'm the biggest Yankee fan on this channel. It's all coming up next on Mike Babchick's Morning After. Hey everyone, this is Nicole Auerbach and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to the best hour of radio you will hear this week. If this is the only hour of radio you will hear this week. Mike Babchick's Morning After. Take it away, Babs. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio as we recap the week that was on Channel 82 with all the happenings with Eddie Erickson, my guy, friend of the radio program, as promised, Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, and Jared Moore, who's just the producer of Fred. Morning After. I mean, he uh, he works all week just to produce this one hour program, and uh, and it's we try. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of work. And uh, Dustin Sweetelson, the producer of the rap with Patrick, as Dog would say, Mua. Now, Mad Dog Chris Russo discovered a brand new team. You know, his Giants from San Francisco. They're 
not playing in the Major League Baseball playoffs, but he's adopted a new team. But why did he adopt this team? Because it really pisses somebody off. So here we go. Russo talking about the Astros. Steve can sit there and he can scream it five to seven every night. <laughs> I can't believe Steve. Houston, la, la, la. He can do anything he wants. But what Steve also has to acknowledge is this team's a championship fiber team. They have destroyed the Yankees. They've won games at Yankee Stadium. They buried the Dodgers in L.A. Uh, they won three games in Washington last year, and they had to have them. <laughs> this is a very, this is a tough son of a gun team. Give them credit. They know how to play. This team knows how to play. Give them credit. Give them credit. Let's be Give fair. Credit. The one thing about this team, when the lights are on and it's big stage time and Joe Buck's in the building, they play Joe baseball. Buck. They play championship baseball. Uh, and they have done nothing but eat the Yankees for lunch the wow. last five years in postseason play. Wow. And they've done a lot of damage at Yankee Sunday. Stadium. They've won three postseason games at Yankee Stadium. And they've killed the Yankee bullpen. They've killed the Yankees. I- I'm a little tired of hearing about Houston this and Houston that. Here's what I do know about the Astros. Here's what I do know. They might be the most morally despicable players in, you know, since Swede Reisberg. Look them up, Steve. <laughs> Sweet the shortstop on the 1919 White Sox. Look them up. All right? <laughs> Look them up. They might be deplorable. Go right ahead. Scream and yell. But I'll tell you right now, they got championship fiber. And there's no disputing it. And let Steve and let Adam and let all the Astro haters, (laughs) let them put that in their little pipe and smoke it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Tori's going to put some in his pipe. Yeah, he's going to smoke it right there. So all of a sudden now he's an Astro lover. Because, you know, it pisses off all the Yankee fans out there. And, you know, the Astros did advance to the ALCS. And so now he's got his squad there. It does bother a lot of people. Evan Cohen on Morning Man, he became an Astros guy too because <laughs> he likes the fact that they're hated. So now he's going to roll up the troops, get everybody going there. That's Russo for you. He loves it when Tory's in hell. While you were saying that, Babs, I looked up Swede Riceberg. Apparently he was in the Black Sox scandal. Yes. Oh, anytime dog can reference someone born in the 1800s, you have to <laughs> A perfect dog. It's a perfect dog reference. Born in 1894. All right. Oh, that's great. You know, Very yeah. topical and timely. All right. That's the one you got to get in there, man, without a doubt. Now, you got to try to get that guy on. He likes the guys that are dead. So you got to try well, to get he, that he, on. He's been dead for 40 years. So no, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure his children's children are dead at this point. So we might have a tough time with that one. <laughs> children, children. Uh, let's get the grandson on Swede here. This is a perfect topic there. It's an incredible take simply because no one else, including their families wants the Astros in the World Series because then it's just going to continue to put the spotlight on the cheating they did. So Mad Dog rooting for the Astros essentially and being their cheerleader to me is like rooting for your family to get into a car accident. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not even. No, it's exactly the same, Eddie. What are you talking about? But not die. They get okay, into so accident, but not die. The Houston Astros going to the World Series is Dustin's family getting into a car accident. But, oh, great. <laughs> but living. Well, Eddie, it's his point. I mean, yeah, you're going to bring up the fact that they used to cheat, but they're also going to be in the World Series, so they weren't punished. You get that? Where does that go in in the car accident realm? Is that just running over a squirrel? <laughs> I, don't, I haven't thought it out that far. <laughs> we'll start thinking. You don't think wearing the scarlet letter is enough? I never read Scarlet Letter. Was that? It was the first cuckold. Oh, is that? I thought she was just a writer. and She was sending a letter out to somebody. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, it's totally different. Dog still writes letters. <laughs> uh, so Doggy's <laughs> loving the fact that Tori's back on the air because he gets to torture him again. And oh, you know, Tori, of great. course, pops on Mad Dog Unleashed, but Tori's got a brand new show, Mad Dog Daily. Yeah. Which, by the way, daily Woo! would be every single day. Just and me? the guy is not on Saturdays and Sunday in that spot. So that's a strange. Mad Dog Weekday. Mad Dog Weekday <laughs> Daily. I mean, Tori's uh, running a newspaper now. Mad Dog Daily. Get your Mad Dog Daily here. <laughs> As uh, Tori, he's got the brand new show, and Dog uh, really pumped it up great on Mad Dog Unleashed this week. Tonight, by the way, is Steve Tori as he moves it along uh, back here on. They got to find him something to do because Spitz runs the channel, so it's not a lot. Uh, Steve can do all the Zoom meetings he wants. There's not a lot going on, so they've decided to give Steve and the six off. o'clock show again. Eastern time. Uh, so he bored you at one, and now he's going to bore you at six. So, Steve, <laughs> no, we start that's, today. That's really... It's wow. an hour to show. Supportive. He was morning, going to promotion. today. I mean, geez, I got to do an hour show. What am I going to do? What's the theme? What do I have? Blah, blah, blah. He's a real pain in the neck about it. Anyway, Steve starts today at six o'clock. He's got a, uh, a sterling cast uh, uh, led by Jared Moore. Ty Walker, uh, they'll be in the mix there. Their Ty work, and Walker. I'm going to join Steve, uh, Ty Butler. I said Ty Walker. But Steve today <laughs> uh, begins his program. It's going to be every day with Steve. Looking forward to it, and we shall see. And we shall see. What does that mean, too? That doesn't seem like a you know, big thing of confidence. Ty Walker. We he shall so see. Com- he was so confident Ty Walker, of Ty's last name. Ty so Walker. confident. That's Ty amazing. Walker. Ty Walker <laughs> in the building. No, it's Ty Butler. You know, Mike, uh, Mad Dog Daily. Mm. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How about my big... Mm. So the name Mad Dog Daily. Ah, there you how, are. How do you think the bosses got to that name? Like, what was that meeting like between the brain trust? I think either somebody was like reading the paper or somebody just watched Superman the night before and it was like, you know, the Daily Planet. You guys know how Evan Cohen and Mike Babchik got the name Morning Men? We were sitting in an office. They wanted to name it the Evan Cohen show. Evan said, no way, no way. It's Evan, it's Babs, we're together on this one. And then we're like, all right, so what are we going to name it? Then all of a sudden, this big fat guy walks by the office of Steve Torrey, stuck his head in, and actually he looked at Steve Cohen and said, morning, men, and then kept walking. And Steve Cohen said, that's it! And that's it. He named the show <laughs> The Morning Men. Basically, someone just sticking his head in. Oh, guy, a big fat guy with a cowboy hat. Morning, men. Wasn't that that's the same it. way? Wasn't that the same way Morning After was named? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Steve Cohen. Steve yeah, Steve Cohen came up with that one too. It was going to be called Babcheck and Friends. That's it. You know, that's how I actually named my uh, third born. Another big fat guy was walking by the office and stuck his head in and said, "Hello," and I said, "Hello there, Billy." That's it. We got a name on Bill, <laughs> and I named my kid Bill after Bill Zimmerman, the executive producer of this fine channel, who's never heard this show. Now back to Steve Tory on Mad Dog Daily, weeknight, six p.m. Eastern time. As uh, here's Steve Tory. Now again, you have dog loving the Astros. You have Tori who's absolutely miserable that the Astros advanced to the ALCS. I'm telling you, I don't want to give him any credits because I won't yet, even though (laughs) I'm giving him a little credit for what they're doing right now. But it's probably going to be very good for baseball if the Astros advance because then you're going to have a little bit more juice and they've got the targets on their back. They're hated by many. A lot of people will never forgive them for the elaborate cheating scandal, which helped – them get to a championship in 2017 but here they are now after having really sleepwalking through the 60 game truncated season where we all thought most of us that they were going to get picked off by the twins two and out and see you later and they just were trying to get through the season and here we are right now where they just suddenly can't lose and they're back to that championship form having lost garrett cole to the yankees in free agency having lost justin verlander to tommy john surgery and dusty baker 
who was brought in there to sort of calm things down as the perfect guy to do it. And all these guys who have been accused, and rightly so, for cheating the way they did, are delivering (laughs) in this postseason as if they know what pitches are coming. And we'd like to think that they don't this time because they're playing at a neutral site. It's it's crazy. Yeah, but they figured out a way to cheat because, you know, they clearly did advance. Did you hear that, though? We'd like to think that they don't know the pitch. He's not ready to actually buy that in a neutral site where they can't look at videotape in between innings anymore and there's no electronic gadgetry involved we're still not sure that they don't know what pitches are coming well you know what's a cheater always a cheater and uh, you know I I do like I do like the uh, confused Tory I don't want to give them credit I'm giving them a little credit you got to give them a little credit I'm not giving them any credit Doesn't he sound like the uh, the Seinfeld episode where, uh, you know, the guy was talking out loud to himself? The yada, yada, yada. Well, uh, I think we should go out to eat, but I don't know if we should go out to eat. Do I miss Beth? Daddy. Yes. Am I going to be upset without her? Yes. <laughs> uh, not every time, so there's Tori. I mean, he's a little confused on uh, where to go here. I think I'm rooting for the Astros, but I'm not sure if I'm rooting for the Astros, but I might root for the Astros. <laughs> yada, yada. Yada. Well, I'll tell you what, I root for the Yankees, and I've proven it many uh, time and time yeah. again. I'm the ultimate uh, and biggest Yankee fan on the channel. I know it all, and yet again, I'm Morning Man with Devin and Babs, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. I proved that I am the smartest and most knowledgeable Yankee fan in the world. Listen to this. Garrett Cole wins because he's Garrett Cole. And the Astros, well, yeah, all right, Cole, give me the Garrett A's. Cole gave them a game last night, that, and this is a compliment to him, Okay. The fact that Garrett Cole wasn't necessarily, like, the best you've ever seen him, and he still gets you through, what, six with eight strikeouts, like, that's that's an ace, right? That's the definition right, of an that's ace. It. Find your way. Find your, we, we know what he can do when he's striking out 13, but find your way into a quality start, and that's what he gave you last night. 97 pitches, six runs, or six innings, three earned, eight strikeouts, hit 100 at one point on the gun, fastest pitch as a member of the Yankees. But navigate your way through that. Get to that bullpen, Chad Green, Zach Britton. And, sure. Uh, I don't know how to say the other guy. Sessa, whatever his name is. How do you Scott, know how, how, to do you say say how do you say the name? Luis Sessa. Sessa. So why are you asking Scott? I, I knew that as oh, well. You I'm know? The Yankee, okay, who's, I'm pitch, the Yankee who's pitching fan. today for the Yankees? Go ahead. Tell me the guy. Garcia, 21-year-old. First name? Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, tell me the first name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen, Yankees fans, we don't care about names. There's no names on the back of the jersey for a reason. The names don't matter, okay? He's a member of the Yankees. I gotta He's a Yankee. That was a, nice that was a pretty good you. response. That was a pretty good all one. Right. I got to give you credit well, on that. Hey, I'm the biggest Yankee fan good. there is. The name doesn't out. matter. We're, we're all about the team. Yeah, it's about the team. You see, you don't need to know the Yankee names. I mean, the names don't matter. That's Eddie. overrated. Yeah, well, there's no names on the back of their jersey, so the name, you know, clearly does not matter. Besides, I know all the old school guys. I'm like dog. Stuff was better back in the old days. You know all the old stuff. Pagli Rulo. Oh, all those guys, man. All the <laughs> old guys. You know, Eddie's becoming a little bit like, man, like the other day, you were like, the old porn is just so much better than the new porn. I mean, that's what you did. You came out and you're like, the classic stuff that. is just so much better, you know, with the lack of trimming of the Hedges, the storylines, and everything else. Yeah, I love it. Love uh, it. No, you, no, you do. But then you also did say something that was interesting. You were like, you know, sometimes you're watching pornography and you feel less of yourself because you kind of feel bad about your size after you watch these monsters. It's Who wouldn't? I wouldn't. I don't measure up to anyone. When you watch sports, do you ever sit around and watch sports and go, you know, I can't watch this because these athletes are superior? Do you feel less about yourself when watching pro sports? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, you yeah. should feel less never of do that. <laughs> well, that's that then. Let's get to the best athlete on the channel now, Adam Shine. A shot on sports. And here he is <laughs> lamenting about Aaron Boone and the job he's doing uh, with the Yankees, at least after game number two of the series against the Rays. 
I am so sick after watching the Yankees. <laughs> Just a terrible Yankee loss last night. I am angry. I am pissed off. I oh. am frustrated. Ooh. I am livid. What a terrible, pathetic, adjectives, backwards decision by Aaron Boone. <laughs> Starting Davey Garcia for an inning. Just an inning. The old surprise gotcha. We're not going to uh, let Garcia go through trick. the lineup. Here's Jay Happ. Did you think that Kevin Cash and the Rays were either A, nervous, B, <laughs> Absolutely, positively giddy when they saw Jay Happ come out of the bullpen. I don't want to hear I'll that they were out foxing everybody by going with an opener and this way, ah, take that, Tampa. Tasting your own medicine. You like to throw the opener at everyone? <laughs> Surprise. Now we got a lefty against all your lefties. No, no, no. Nah. The old we fooled them. Let me tell you something. Aaron Boone embarrassed himself. Brian oh. Cashman embarrassed himself. <laughs> Anyone who is part of the Yankees, whether it's the pitching coach, upper management, Aaron Boone, anyone involved in that decision, Bag it, Boone. Let me tell you something. I blame Aaron Boone. Shine is amazing because it's just a stream of adjectives. It's always three. I'm disgusted. I'm appalled. I'm sickened. Always three. He does his adjectives in three. I'm looking up adjectives still. I still understand what verbs are. I know what nouns are, but adverbs, that's confusing. And it always builds too, right? He's like, I'm angry. I'm disgusted. I'm ready to murder someone. Where were you a minute ago? You didn't feel that way. But back to Dustin's point. What is an adjective? I think it's descriptive word. Right. So you right. don't know either, but you use the word adjective. What we learned here is that all three of us have no idea what an adjective is. <laughs> we, we need to move on. <laughs> now we got a lot more to get to right here on Mike Patrick's morning after as Pat McAfee and his crew, they explode. You'll hear why. You got JT the Brick, who's on the brink of explosion every Always minute. On the brink. And then your mind's going to explode when you hear my thoughts about classic rock. That's all coming up next <laughs> right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films... To talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. He's the reason why the pill was invented. Just ask his parents. Back to everyone's favorite regret, Mike Babchick. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. As we recap all the happenings, the week that was on Channel 82 with America's biggest morning after regret, me, Mike Babchick, and then Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed. For now, for, for now, now, Dustin Sweetelson, the producer of The Rap with Patrick Mua, and then for Jared now. Moore, the producer of, of course, <laughs> Morning After. We're so he's got that. Regrets. He's got that on his resume. All right. Now, Pat McAfee had an amazing. See, it's not a guest. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's a weekly. He's on the show all the time. Every Tuesday. And Pat McAfee talked to Aaron Rodgers about a bunch of stuff. But I think this was the greatest moment. Get ready to hear this. 
the whole conversation was like he's bagged up he, he's this do you think being a second year in your offense that you're currently in with the floor is a massive advantage to maybe what was happening last year i mean i don't know every every team is different every year is different and you know circumstances in in any year which allow you to have more success or, or make it more difficult for success it just kind of depends on the situation um it does help being a second year for sure i feel a lot more comfortable but you know i i, I sometimes laugh when people talk about you know, down years for me, because a lot of times down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks. That was awesome. I am so happy you said that. Hey, it's just yeah. the facts, bro. No! Oh, man. You know, that's what we got to react to each and every clip here on Morning After from now on. I mean, every time we play anything, we should have Pat McAfee's crew respond to it. And now here's Steve Torrey. I'm telling you. I don't want to give him any credit because I won't yet, even though I'm giving them a little credit for what they're doing right now. That was awesome. Oh, that was good. I, I want to try one. I want to try one. Uh, the Jets are 750 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And if you bet $100 in the Jets to win the Super Bowl, you lose $100 because the Jets won't win the Super Bowl. Oh! 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 That was awesome. Eddie, you got one? Yeah, I have one. I've been working on this one all week. Golden Tate was very upset with Jalen Ramsey, you know, with his sister. And uh, my big joke was, who lets a guy with the last name of Ramsey date his sister? That was awesome. I'm glad Pat McAfee's crew liked it because, Eddie, that joke was terrible. Pat McAfee's show weekdays, uh, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on Channel D2. Another yeller, another screamer, another guy who eats coleslaw and moans. That's JT the Brick. Brick at night, weeknights. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, it's Harry Met Sally. It's an old reference. It's coleslaw. Oh, oh it's great oh, coleslaw. Oh, yeah. I have what she's having. Uh, weeknights, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time. JT the Brick was watching the Yankees live. JT, take it away. I can't get into this. I'm not going to flip on this. There you go. I want the Yankees to win and close this game. But on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at a 3. Wow. Compared to where I've been my entire life at a 10. Not into it. I'm the Yankee fan that you want to be with at a Yankee game. At stands, buying beers, getting in there early, loving this team. And I've seen them a lot out west when there weren't a lot of Yankee fans. Yankees travel well, but I've gone into the belly of the beast in Oakland, Dodger Stadium, Anaheim, Seattle. Where fans, would, when you'd walk in, they'd say, go home. They'd really get on you. But when Rob Manford decided to go with 60 games and then decided to play this club ball crap with seven-inning doubleheaders oh, and then man. put a runner on second base, oh, Stanton crushed that. Get up! Get up! Get up! God! Oh! Put it on the board! That's a grand slam! That's a Stantonian slam! And you heard it here first on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82. Oh, what the hell is happening? Oh, dead center field. Walk it off, Stanton. That's a grand slam. And the Yankees lead 9-3. Woo! I'm in the middle of a speech that this doesn't mean anything to me. Get that on the Babs recap show. Yes! On the weekend. To name that show after me, I give him so much great content. Oh, wow. He put it on the train tracks. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Stanton took that deep. Oh. <laughs> he looked at that. That's a tough ballpark. They had a home run. Could that be the moment 
that Yankee fans have been waiting no, for. No. In the Stanton era, nothing to show for it until tonight. Ah, oh, there he is. Wow. JT. Even in that moment of jubilation, which I mean, I got to get JT the brick to just say, to just do a little play by play of me in Hans Central Station, please, just to have that <laughs> moment that we have. Oh! I mean, that is unbelievable. And then even in that great moment, what is he thinking about? Morning after. Because that's how great JT the Brick is. Now, morning men, uh, weekdays at 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. Right here, Channel 82 with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchick. Well, we were on uh, the morning after the sad news that Eddie Van Halen passed away. May him rest in peace. Probably the greatest guitar player to ever live. But well, I really know. went out on a limb there. Oh, yeah, but I know Van Halen. <laughs> I know Van Halen. And uh, on that morning, we had on our music expert, Eric Fenton, from Barstool Radio, who uh, was not happy with me. Uh, listen to this, courtesy of Morning Men. I didn't know Mike Babchuk was the biggest uh, Van Halen fan. News to me, he's a classic greatest hits guy. He buys the greatest hits, and he thinks he knows the band. I mean, <laughs> way to go, Mike. I, I'm sure you've been... Uh, I didn't know I would tune in today to get the you know the background of Van Halen from Mike Babchuk. <laughs> I bought, like, Tom Petty. I have one CD. I don't. I guess they're not an album, there's, right? It's a CD. Nothing, I have the greatest hits. There's nothing I despise more. And, and people who like music are people who just buy the greatest oh, hits. Boy. Oh, boy. It's a place in hell for you guys. Oh, my God. That's amazing. All I used to oh. do, teenage guy, when I was buying music, was buy the greatest hits. The greatest hits, kid. Van Halen, Tom Petty was big time in their rotation. What's wrong with that? Wait Come on now. I, I need to dive deeper. Ah, oh, man. Explain, Eric, what gets you so angry about greatest hits guy. The greatest hits guy didn't really discover the band by hearing them on the radio for the first time. He never really dived deep into the band of what they are, what they mean, the song lyrics. He just knows that a band has a bunch of hits. He doesn't own any of the discography. None of the discography <laughs> leading up the to the greatest hits package. So he goes, decides to you know, take his money, goes to Tower Records, and buys the greatest hits Tower. package. And he's going, oh, man, I really like this band, Aerosmith. They're losers. <laughs> I did, I did buy hold the on, Aerosmith. hold on. You know, if you're a music fan, the first thing you buy of a band that's great is not greatest hits. This is the problem with the music snobs out there in the world. Like, you shame oh, me. All no. I would do would buy the great. Like, I had a U2, the greatest hits U2. That I had Queen I bought the best of. So, shame on you, all right? Why can't I just buy the songs that I know I'm getting all the hits? I have to, like, buy a CD first Well, I'll get, like, three or four duds? I have one great no, one after one great one after one great one. If you're a music fan, you have to listen to the band's other songs that are considered greatest hits. Uh, nothing wrong. Nothing like the worse than the music deep track guy. Oh, the deep cut. There's a reason why it's deep. No, does he know that uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, played the guitar solo and Michael Jackson's beat it? Yes, no, I did. I put that. that in an email. You, you put it in an email. Yes, yes, you I did. Michael Jackson's greatest hits. That's how you know. <laughs> that. <laughs> why do you gotta take my line, man? Pretty <laughs> good, Derek. Oh, there he is. I mean, wow. is there anything wrong with being the greatest hits guy? Oh, that is one of the greatest observations. You are greatest hits guy. You know just enough about a band to mention a couple of songs you like, but you couldn't tell anyone about the album it came from, what year it came no, out, no, anything no. interesting about any of the songs, who wrote them, nothing. No, that, no, but that, they, you don't need to know that. You might as well jump. What are you oh talking about? Bands pander to morons like you because when you go to their concerts, that's all they get.
Greatest yeah. hits. Yeah, exactly. So then that's better. <laughs> it's the worst. It really is me, right? Because I let somebody else do all the hard work, let them figure it out. I don't need to decide. You tell me what's good and what's bad. I don't know anything. Just tell me, and you have told me in your greatest hits. <laughs> it's just the way to go, man. You just, you just let someone else determine it. I agree yeah. with this. Now that's what I call music volume three is the greatest album of all time. Oh, <laughs> see, exactly. And, and, you, and you're so knowledgeable. Right now you know all the hit music, Jock Jams too. Well, think about, think about when those came out pre-internet. It was the only way to know who sang half those songs that everyone else knew that you didn't know because you would buy the CD and go, oh, that's Semisonic. Semisonic time of life, baby, baby. Yeah, so what's wrong with just being the greatest that, hits guy? I think that's Third Eye Blind, isn't that? Yeah, it is. That is Third <laughs> I, Eye Blind. All right. Then there you have it. <laughs> that was, that was, that was Semi-Charm kind of life. Baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's third eye blind. All right, I'm going to need to get the greatest hits volume for that. And obviously, on this show, we got three guys with the greatest hits I've ever seen on men. It's a hit. <laughs> now it's time for my favorite uh, part of the program, the dog mess of the week. And this week, as Dog was talking about the Super Bowl and Radio Row, he told a tremendous story about Brett Favre. <laughs> Listen to this. Last year, remember... Uh, a 22-minute spot with Brett Favre with Canel and Turi. Remember that show? Um, uh, <laughs> was canceled or, 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 or sliced to wow. two and a half minutes because uh, Sirius uh, wanted to take the photographs, Fitzpatrick, of Kevin Hart throwing fris- Frisbee, uh, the Nerf footballs with Favre in that big room there. It was actually a real football. So Favre was throwing <laughs> pass patterns with Kevin. Uh, what's his name? Kevin Hart uh, went in fact, Steve and Danny were <laughs> mumbling with themselves when to come over and have a chat. From what I heard, that hurt their subscription rating that night, and that's probably why they were fired. <laughs> that one interview. Uh, last week. So you can make an argument that throwing Nerf footballs with Hart and Favre has caused Danny Cannell to be selling pencils in Boca <laughs> and Steve Torrey to be mumbling every day, how dare they pencils. make me do a 6 o'clock at night show? Yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? You just said his name. You just, you just said, said it. it. You just it's said Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart is doing his thing there. And then, yeah, and uh, Kevin, what's his name again? You just said his <laughs> thing. How do you already forget? But also, that's the reason. Brett Favre is to blame, all right? Uh, Dan, um, that's Dan, amazing. Danny Canal selling pencils. What is he, a door-to-door salesman <laughs> in Florida? Does anybody sell pencils anymore? Like, that's their job. I'm a pencil salesman. <laughs> oh, just order it online. <laughs> Who's a like, well, you know, sales? I got to pay. It's Danny Canal, the pencil salesman. Love pencils. Forget a number two. You could buy a number 13. <laughs> Uh, at least I, I think that was his number. I'm not sure. Uh, but we got one more for you here. Is Steve Torrey want to include him? Uh, Mad Dog Daily host weeknight, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Because I was confused about the schedule and the standings. He broke it down this week on Mad Dog Daily. Patriots dropped to 2-2 two and two, and Kansas City's 0-4. Uh, really? <laughs> Kansas City's 0-4? Is that right? You know, with Patrick Mahomes, with the numbers that he's been putting up and the amazing play, it's amazing that that team can't get a win, right? They just can't get off the schneid. And Patrick Mahomes is just kicking ass, and they just can't get a win. What are they doing? It's a defense? Maybe it's a defense problem. 0-4, though, for the Kansas City Chiefs there. Oh, now, welcome, Steve. It is good to have you back. Oh, it's gr- oh it really is. Man. The content he provides is just astounding. We thank you for Eddie Erickson and for Jared Moore, the producer of Morning After, and for uh, Dustin Sweetelson. Until next time on Mike Bapchick's Morning After, it's time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now, time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time, if there is next time.